Welcome to track number 11 of the Volante. The next one is that the lay ministry helps you to overcome laziness and idleness in the church. Use the lay ministry as an opportunity to overcome laziness and idleness in the church. Amen. What does the Bible say? Right. Oh, most of you are not here. You need to get everybody in. So laziness is one. The next one is that the lay ministry will help to overcome the problem of idleness. Amen. Idleness. Laziness and idleness. Dr. Go, do you want to share about that? are in a church, you see, you have joined a church, you are a member of the church, and you sit in the church not doing anything. And mind you, Christianity is not just being in a church and listening to messages, writing notes, making yourself a Christian journalist. <laughs> do you see? Now, when you do not, when you, when, when, 
when you don't use the information, do you see? When you don't use the knowledge you receive on Sundays, that, that state of idleness itself can, can actually create disease conditions in your life. It can create problems for you. Because now you know so much that even when the verses are used, when the titles of the messages are given, you can tell, mm, this one is from Derek Prince. This one, mm, he should have used these verses. He should have said this this way. So you are actually in the church, instead of catching an anointing, you are catching evil spirits and curses and demons and problems for yourself. So your best way out is also to be shot as a bullet to, to a place where you can overcome that idleness to work for Jesus. Amen. And you see, and, and, and this, this condition plays out even physically where you get a lot of food, you eat, and you don't exercise, you don't do something. The, the overweight, obesity, you will die before your time. Some of us backslide and we don't understand why even there's no spirituality in you. But the, the, the lay ministry solves that problem. Yes, it solves that problem of sin, of, of uh, reckless living, and literally even prevents you from experiencing certain problems like going to jail. Yeah, abortions, fornications. You set aside the spiritual implications. Physically, you know, if you do not overcome idleness, your life takes on a certain form that makes you even, I mean, almost, almost, almost a destroyed person. So the work of God is actually channeled to get idleness out of your life. And you see, that is the problem David didn't understand. King David, I mean. He didn't understand it. So when... He was supposed to go to war. You see, he chose the path of idleness, you know, just chilling, lingering around, walking about, flowing, and so on. And he saw something he was not supposed to see. You see, and that's the point Bishop uh, is making today, that we are not supposed to experience certain tests. Yeah. There are certain problems you should not, because if you experience it, you will fall. Yeah. And the lay ministry shields you. It's a volante. It, 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 it keeps you from experiencing certain tests. I mean, King David was a great king, a powerful man, but just the sight of a woman bathing flawed him. So you don't know what can, what can flaw you. Yeah, I said, I said, you don't know what can flaw you. And God's plan, you see, God's plan is to engage you. Say engage. engage. I didn't hear you. Say engage. engage. God's plan is to engage you. You see, David going to fight that battle was, was a way of God taking him away from Bathsheba. It's not because David was a great general. That battle that David didn't go to fight, Joab fought it and won it. So David wasn't needed in, in a certain sense. He was not needed for that battle to be won. Somebody else won it. But God needed David to be there so that he would not see Bathsheba for himself.
So you see David on the field commanding troops, move here. Hey, you yeah, cut off this area, move to the back. Not because he's a great general, but God just gave him something to do to save him from Bathsheba. This is the point. Yeah. So the lay ministry, sometimes, I mean, Bishop said it, some of you may not even be good shepherds or a good pastor, but God gives you the ministry for you to be delivered from certain problems. Not because you are a great preacher or a great pastor, but just to, to insulate you. Yeah, God used these things to engage you away from the baton Bathsheba's and the problems that come. And some of you, if you sit in the church for a long time and not engage yourself practically in the, in the, in the lay ministry, you will see something you shouldn't see. You will say something about your pastor you shouldn't say. Yeah, you will do some things. You should, some of you should know by now that since you entered the church, you've done certain bad things that even as an unbeliever, you were not doing. Me, I've seen some. I've seen my church members. Some things they tell me that they did in the church. Even outside the church, they didn't do them. So being in the church in itself is not what is going to insulate you. It is by being engaged. So being engaged is what actually keeps you away. So that, that, that problem of idleness is overcome. When you actually settle down and, and allow your concentration to be focused on the work of the ministry. Amen. And I'm saying it again that when you are doing the work of the ministry, don't think it is because you are important or because you are the type that wins wars. Because without you, the church will be built. Without you, the choir will grow. Without you, the church will grow. Without you, things will work. But you have just been brought on board because there's a woman batting somewhere. There's a problem be somewhere. And God wants to cut you off. Cut you off by all means. And it is this camp that has really given me that clarity of understanding that there are some problems we should not see. You don't need to even see to prove your strength or to prove whether you are powerful. I tell you. Because David was a great man, oh. David's spirituality was, was something else. But see, see what happened. And idleness kills us. Idleness can take you to hell. Me, there are problems I have. I mean, sometimes issues. I mean, really recently, I, 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 there was a problem I wanted to really sort out with my wife. To quarrel about it. We need to, 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 to discuss it properly. It was after two weeks I realized that we have not talked about it because I didn't have time. I go home very late. When I go there, she's not even at home. By the time I wake up, she has left. So we are all busy. There's even no time to quarrel. So it's not because I'm a good husband or my wife is a good wife, but we have been engaged. We, have been en- we are engaged. You have been engaged. That's a volunteer. That is buffering. So, so you see, Charlie, the guy's married. He said, nah, ma- they don't quarrel. They are happy. They are flowing. No. No. I can understand. Volante. Volante. 
I can understand why you are always quarreling. Because you have got time. You have time. I mean, can you imagine Sunday you go to church, you close around 1 o'clock, 1.30 by 2, you are at home. 2 o'clock to 9 p.m., 7 hours of idleness. That means issues which are even useless will come up. But some of us, we get home at 11 p.m., 12 midnight. By the time you wake up, one is gone. Or one is going. Or both are going. What, what time do you have to even quarrel? So, so settle down as a Christian and, and understand that God uses the ministry, the work. The, the, the ministry It's not because you are a good woman who leads people to Christ naturally. Or you are a spiritual person. Or because you lived with a catechist. You, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are a normal and a holy sister. No! Some of your sisters, literally, if you don't engage yourself in the work of God, I tell you, you will soon discover that you've got three children with five fathers. I'm telling you, especially in America. Yes, three children, five others. Sit down, sit down. All these things going on, all this, this the camp, let's go be a missionary, do the work of God, visit, pray. It's not because without you, souls won't be saved. Listen, you see, sometimes you are, see, sometimes we are, we are, we are, we are engaged. And we are um, asked so much to do certain things that we are made to feel that we are important. Uh-huh. But it is not because you are important. No. It's not because you are important. These people who are playing the instruments and so on. Uh, what do you play? Drums or what? Guitar? You even in the church, look at some hairstyle on his head. I mean, you can imagine that if this guy was in the world, what type of hairstyle would be on Even in the church. You see? So, the guitar you are playing, it's not because we have not seen a guitarist of your type. It's a volante. Aha! God is just using it to keep you away from HIV. Keep you away from a certain life. So, overcome. The idleness. So instead of you thinking that we should pay you, you should rather pay us for engaging you. That is what, listen. You see, that is what was done to Samuel. A small boy, the Bible says that his mother brought him, when he was two years or whatever age, he brought the boy to the temple with some waistcoat, he made a coat for him, come to the temple. This small boy, what was he going to do in, in the temple? But you see, as soon as he came, Eli realized that this guy, if I don't engage him, he'll be running away into town, crossing the road. And so, so as soon as he came, Eli called and said, you see this candle here? You must always make sure that it is on. So, always turn on, uh, 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 light the candle, Keep it burning. At this time, trim it down. So that is what was used to keep Samuel 
in the church. Not because Samuel was a very good, I mean, a small boy. Engage, say engagement. To overcome laziness, idleness, obesity, spiritual obesity. As we are, we are preaching, you are giving us the verses we should have used that we have not used. Or if you have used that story in the Bible, it should have explained it better. You are sick. You are sick. And it's because you are idle. But when you get... I mean, recently one pastor I sent to a branch some year, about two years ago. He was in the church. He was in the church, you know, behaving in a certain way. I mean, not a very bad person. But I could say, no, this guy is trying to be sick. I said, he said go and help some, somewhere there. Yes. A few weeks ago, he came to me, thanking me. But now, he understands even that there are some issues I don't deal with properly. Yes. I, I should be stronger in driving away certain people. I said, you? Today you are so well that you know what is a disease. <laughs> Idleness is killing us. No, this point, eh? It is so important for you to understand that it is not because you are, you are gifted. Do you see? Uh-huh. You are a spiritual person and we, are, we have seen in the spirit that there is a call on you. So we want to use you to really start that church. Or to, no, it is just to help you not to, not to fall into certain problems. And you better rise early. You better rise early and get involved because if you do not, you, you, you will see things you must not see. You will see things you must not see. Are you, are you here? Yeah. So, let's go back to the ninth point. Let's all say it together. One, go. Use in the church. In the church. Not in your... In your uh, personal life, in your, in your secular life, you are doing well, you are a nurse, you are a banker, whatever. In the church, there's laziness, idleness, laziness, slothfulness. And the church cannot be built on that. The church is built only when people rise up to work. Any church that is built is built because people, not one pastor, not one great leader, not but people are, 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 are ready and have the mind to work. And that is why the lay ministry gives you an opportunity to overcome a problem that will destroy you. So ideally, I think that lay ministers, lay pastors must actually pay the church every month to be engaged. Engagement fee. Yes. Engagement fee. That is, if you understand how, how, how without it, how without it, how without it, your life will be very different. Many of us young people, there's so much energy in it. You know? Young men, so, I mean, if you're already, as I said, in the church, see, see how things are going. And constantly, your testis is producing chemicals which are worrying you. And you need to be actively doing something, actively move. Hey, organize, move that. We are going for a crusade. Let's do this. Hey, get up. We are hey, rehearse, rehearse. Let us go this way and you, you, use your energy. Otherwise, it is being produced always. 
and you see that you will be in the church by your sport. Because listen to, let me say it again. The church itself doesn't protect you. The church itself as it is there. It, I tell you, you can be worse off even in the church. Yeah, because if you are looking for a place where as a young man, you can find the highest concentration of nice girls per square meter, it's in the church. No, think about it. With, uh, the girl, their guards have dropped. They hug freely because they feel they are in the church. I mean, think about it. When you step out, you see girls, you see nice but, you know, sprinklings and spottings. But in the church, per square meter, I mean, look at what I'm seeing. Oh God, help me. Oh God, I'm suffering. Greet your neighbor. They are hiding, as they are hugging you, they are, they are disturbing your chest. What a sh- So can you imagine if you are in the church and you are not engaged? Engaged properly. Engaged. And you are producing. It's a problem happening. So I'm trying to kill that mind that you are important. That is why you are a pastor. Or you are a great a keyboardist. We've not seen your tie before. Listen, we can suck you right now. We can get somebody. God is trying to help you. He's trying to cure you from idleness, laziness. And, and always remember David. That that battle was won. They didn't need him to win that battle. He was supposed to go so that he would not encounter a problem. That, that was the reason. Not because he's a great commander to, to, to let battles be won. Yes. So you cannot be too great not to fall. Always ask yourself, how engaged am I? How engaged in the things of the church, in the workings of the church? As I'm around, what am I doing? What, what takes... And yesterday, uh, Pastor Francis mentioned, 85% of his time is, in, is, is used in the church things. I don't expect a man like this to see a battered woman. Because he's very busy. But you, you are there. You are just there. But God is going to help us. So he's going to help us. That's what that hymn is. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Yeah. God through this camp is stirring up an interest in the use of the blood of Jesus. We we are not juju men. We are not malams. What do we use blood for? The blood is to save the souls. And can it be that a girl like you I said, a girl like you, with a, with a past social history like you, will be interested in the Savior's blood. Is it possible that someone like you would love to preach? Someone like you would love to serve God? This camp is stirring in you that desire to draw you away from the dangers and the, and the, and the cancers and all the terrible devastations of this world. To, so that you can stand free and, and one day say that by the grace of God I've been kept away from evil. That is why you must engage yourself as a lay minister. Put your hands together for Jesus. Lady Pastor Ida wants to sing. <laughs> Clap your hands for her. Let her sing for us. <laughs>
Hallelujah. Sit down. Amen. Now, how many people are not, at, not here in their rooms? Can you check if there's somebody who's not here who's supposed to be here? Are there, is there anybody outside? Do you know anybody who's not here? Because everybody should know somebody. We are going to watch a DVD. Amen. And then we're going to take a little break after that. So I want us to... Um, is everybody here or not? Because when we start, I don't want the door opening. Can, can, can you check? Is there a way of knowing? Who was sitting by you is not there. Is there anybody who was sitting by who is not around? Does anybody know anybody like that? Kojo, can you find out? Ask, take the microphone. Okay, so, do you know anybody who was sitting by you? Video Check your man. neighbor. Just give me a wave if there's somebody like Video that. Video guy, come DVD guy. Okay. So, one person over there. Okay, okay. They had to. Okay. So, there's nobody who's here who is at the camp. So, those people. Okay, what about here? Okay, yeah, that's a cameraman. Okay. Anybody on this side? One, two. So, where are they? Did they tell you where they were going? No. Okay, so, so, there are three people. Who's Everybody that? else is accounting. You know, four people. Where are they? They went to their rooms. So, do you know their rooms? Three oh, what? Three six eight. Do you know their names? Which branch? Oh, oh, the lady who was ill was asked to actually we give medication and asked her to stay, and the roommates went to help her. Ah, okay. 368, 369. It's 369. So, yes, we, we, we give medications and ask them. Three, yes, two people, her roommate and her. Yeah. All right. I think that's one. Hey, brother, we're waiting for you. Alright, whilst we wait, the blessings of being involved in the lay ministry, number one. The blessings of being involved in the lay ministry. Are you ready with your DVD there? Is it working? Okay, I'll give you a cue in a moment. I'm waiting for, what's the name of the brother who just went out? Ernest, okay. Pastor Ennis, when he comes back in here. Alright, you will become, number one, is a blessing of obeying God and being in the lay ministry. Number one, you will become a peculiar treasure through obedience. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying Volante? Trinkle. Is it amazing? Number one, you will become a peculiar treasure through your obedience in becoming a lay pastor and a lay shepherd. Amen. A peculiar treasure. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Amen. Amen. Exodus 19 verse 5. Amen. Are you listening? Now, listen carefully. When you obey, when you obey, you become important to the person you obey. When I first started being a leader, a pastor, okay, a leader and a pastor, I used to hear things like, Bishop really likes this person. And I didn't like it for various reasons. So, Bishop really likes this brother, this sister. I remember one particular brother. He eventually left the church. And that was one of the common things that I had. Hey, this man, our bishop like him. I don't know, they were a bit happy that he had left. Because I, I seemed to like the person. At first, or for a long time, those things really bothered me. But after some time, I've come to accept something. 
that I do like certain people. <laughs> and I don't have apologies for, for that anymore. I do. There are people that I, I like. They are very special to me. They are very important to me. Because I found out that it's also something that God does and has. He says, if you will obey me, you become a peculiar treasure. It's like an unusually important to God. And that is one of the great blessings of being obedient to someone. You see, one day I was talking to somebody who was a, a specialist in a certain field of uh, learning. And I had, instead of that person who knew everything about that area, I had a little lady who just did what I want. And each time I would say, look, this person doesn't know anything about all this. I say, do this, do this, do this. The person does it exactly. And does it exactly what I want, makes it happen, accomplishes it. Gradually, the person who knew everything became less and less important to me. And the person who had no knowledge and just does what you say become more and more and more important to me. All those things used to bother me all the time because it was all part of different accusations. Hey, you, you like, you know, these are your favorites, these are the people that... But at the point I've come to realize that, look, when somebody carries out your wishes in a particular way, the person becomes... It is unnatural for the person not to be special to you. You can't say that the person is not special. If you say that the person is not special to you, you are even lying. The person is special to you. So as you see me in the ministry, there are people that are special to me. They are very, very important to me. Peculiarly important. And I, have, I don't have apologies. And if without them, I would not be where I am. I would not be able to do a lot of things that I do. You see? So I, I want to really encourage you, you know, to seek to become an obedient person, obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Not yourself. Don't obey yourself or do what you think. Don't think. Do what uh, you are told to do by God. If I'm preaching to you and you can hear God's voice, you can interpret God's voice, and try to just obey God. Don't think too much. Thinking too much does always prevents you from being obedient. Because when you go through the levels of obedience, it's much more difficult to obey things you don't understand. Things that have not been explained. Things that are unreasonable. Things that are strange. Things that are queer. But if you really want to become important to God, learn. Bible says, learn to obey God. Bible says, David obeyed God in all things except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. He was special to God because all aspects he obeyed God. So try to become a peculiar treasure. And if you decide to obey God and become like Paul, become like uh, uh, Daniel, special people who do great things for God and support themselves, you become a peculiar treasure to the Lord. You won't be able to even carry the blessings that God will give you. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. So I'm encouraging you. Learn to do and obey God. 
without too much thinking. You see how powerful a revelation of Volante is? It's so powerful. But it's like a, just a little vision that I had. It's much more important than all the plans. When I was coming to this camp, I was, the, the theme for this camp is Jonah and the will. Yeah. The theme for this camp is Jonah and the will. I have a banner there that I've already made. Yeah, this is not the theme for this camp. Yeah. The theme for this camp is Jonah and the will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to do what you are thinking. You have to do what God is showing you. When I prayed and I asked God, how can I bear much fruit? I prayed, how can I bear fruit? I had the same type of vision. I saw a hand holding a book. And I was surprised. Ah! He said, the, the way to bear fruit is your books. And books will be the way that you really bear a lot of fruit. But I didn't understand it very well then, but I decided to take books seriously. I'd rather move more, in, in more forces and good workers and special people to work at books. And if you see what books are doing, you, you will not even like to preach to lighthouse people again. Yeah. If you see outside lighthouse, the effects that the books have and have had and have, you see how people read the, read the books. You, 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 you see somebody with 20 members, I'm encouraging you to read the book. We have to do exams, different things before you read. You don't have any idea. You should have seen me in Korea. How people flocking me from different, I don't know who they are. Even TV stations, people with cameras, TV stations, after interviewing me. So, let me tell you, your books are very famous. Your books make you famous. I don't know who they are. Your books, they just keep telling me all your books. Yeah. Amen. Where's your striking? This this system. Stand stand up and receive you. She should stand up, huh? Yeah, you wait for the. For the uh. Fire! When I'm telling you about the books you are sleeping, what do you mean? I thought that I would bear much fruit through Lighthouse, but I, I can see that I'm bearing much fruit through the books, whether it's within Lighthouse or not Lighthouse. Yeah, I'm finding out. And it's true. So, brothers, friends, don't try to become a peculiar treasure for the 
Even at your workplace, it's a key to promotion. Yeah, it's a key to promotion. At your workplace, if your boss asks you to do something, try to do what the boss wants. Don't try to do what is right. What is good. (laughs) What you think is nice, is better. This is rather what you need. (laughs) Try to do what the person wants. How the person wants it. When the person wants it. How the person likes it. Because you don't understand everything that the person, why the person wants that thing that way. Yeah. That's how you become important. That's how you just keep going up. All through my ministry, I've seen people who are professionals at this, experts at this, this at that, that at whatever, and so on. Ida who sings, which is not the best singer, she's not got the best voice. I have more people with good voices. I'm telling you, I have, I have star singers. When I preach, I have stars. They all sit behind me. All of them are stars. Yeah. But you see, there are, there are differences which make somebody important and somebody doesn't become important. It's a key at your workplace. Try. I'm telling you. So the person says he likes, even if you see that the person likes you to wear blue, be a, all your clothes should be blue when you are going to the you, You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You think that it has no importance. It has importance. <laughs> if the person doesn't like fat people, be slim. You see, and mind, if the person likes fat, be fat, whatever you want. But I'm saying that you'll be surprised that some of these, the way people's thoughts go this way, the, the person takes a decision like this, takes a decision. You know, these last three, two days, I took a decision, I, I, the person doesn't even know, I decided to remove somebody from a, a particular country. But I, I realize it's like the thoughts come to your mind. They just keep coming. They keep, the mind works and the works and works. And suddenly you realize that you've decided to come from this place. Wow. A, a king, the Bible says the heart of a king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it this way, turns it this way. You don't know, don't know the things that are influencing the person's mind. Before you realize you don't have a job or you have been changed. Different things. So learn to rather make yourself a treasure. Treasure, treasure, peculiar treasure. And I've noticed it. I have people, they are very important. I will do almost anything for them. To care for them, look after them, do anything. They are so important to me. So I say, this person is doing it as if the person has not been to school before. Yeah. Now, I'm I am an employer. 55 countries, I have employees. 55 countries, I have employees. In all these countries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in all kinds of different currencies. So believe you me, I must know something about employing people or being a boss and noticing how people... One guy I was telling you, I said, it, it pains me the way you behave. The way you... Sometimes I will send people to advise him how to work. I will say, do tell him, make the person do this. Because I want to like you. I want to flow with you. So I will be... Showing to do this, but it always find doing a different thing. It's too sad. Amen. Are you listening? Yeah. If you are a singer, if you are singing for me, and I don't like the song, 
But it's, it's a good song. It is the, the current songs. I don't want your current songs. I don't like them. I, 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 personally, I don't like most of the current songs. If you listen to the music, you see that it's not a current. They are not current music that I'm singing. We are singing. Amen. Hey. Volante. Number two, when you become a lay minister or a lay pastor, you obey God. You are going to have the blessing of, on you and your children. Blessings on you and your children. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 29. Oh, that there was such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Amen. Wow! There's going to be a blessing on your children. How many want your children to be blessed? Oh, what a blessing. Look, when you grow up, eh, one of the ways that Satan can hurt you is through your children. But you will not know at this stage because for the first 10 years of your child's life, your child will, you will be the greatest 12, 11 years, 12 years, 13. You will be the greatest important person to your child. But from 13 onwards, you will start to see something. Your words will no longer be the wisest words to your child. Your influence will no longer be the greatest influence. Young people, is it not true? Is that not how? Your parents will no more be the wisest people. They will no more be the stars. You watch and see. And, uh, and it reaches a place where you don't even know what can control your, your child. And your child can now develop a new father. Hey! Or a new mother. Somebody has seen in the school a bad person. All kinds of ideas will come to the child. But you wouldn't know. When you see this thing and you see it has been shown there are two types of parents. Very strict parents. You can't go out. You can't come. They block the gate. You can't do this. You can't. And there are parents who allow their children to do whatever. It has been shown that both of these types of uh, parents have outcomes which are quite similar. Yeah. The outcomes are similar. What they have noticed is that the religious input to the child has a major effect on the way the child goes. It has been shown. But you wouldn't know. See, I have, I have sons who are as tall as men. Taller. They are grown-ups. My, my son is 21 years. He's going to be 21 years old. Yeah. If he was in a, just a short course, he would be a uh, finished university. Yeah. So there are some things I know that you with your seven-year-old child or your newly born one-year-old, whatever, you don't know. So take it from me. Believe me, you will need a blessing on your child. One day I went to, uh, 
Korea. And there was a pastor that he came with his daughter. Just he and his daughter. His wife didn't come. Usually his wife doesn't come anyway. But he came and he was with his daughter. When we finished the dinner, everybody was going. And I called him aside. And I said, please pray for me. What? I said, some years ago, I said, pray for me that my child will come to the ministry. Like how I, he has five children. All his children are. All his children are pastors. But he just handed his, his church to his son. He said, he said, when I was 30 years old, my father handed the church to me. My son is 30. I'm, I've given the church to him. He has retired from the ministry. Yeah. I said, pray for me. I said, pray for me, please. Pray for me. Yeah. You, you wouldn't, you will not, you, you, you would think it would be. I said, pray for me. Recently, I went to Lebanon and I was having dinner. There was an American pastor, he was sitting here. There was another pastor sitting by me. He asked me about a certain man of God's children. And I told him, oh, I was talking this real, but this pastor, this American, was leaning over to listen to what I was saying to this guy. So I was telling, I was telling this guy that, no, he, his son does not believe in God. Pastor of a big church. Then he suddenly spoke in his American accent. And he said, my son does not believe in God either. I said, what? He said, I have two children. My daughter and my son. My son is an atheist. Yeah. He has a big church. He has written a book. His book is one of the few books in the world that I've ever bought hundreds of the book and shared it to friends. He was sitting by my side. He said, my son does not believe in God. My son is an atheist. Yeah. I said, Wow. So you, you may think it's natural. So, oh, since the word, you've been holding your child. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> this is David and Goliath. <laughs> David beat Goliath. This, this, this. It's not like that, though. A time will come. They will not read those uh, David and Goliath again. They will not watch those videos again. They are not interested in those. They will be on Facebook. They will be doing things with friends, with people, maneuvering. They will be saying that they are in love. You may never know what limited and sons, daughters, and cousins. You're going to need the blessing. And one of the ways, you see, there are three ways you can bring blessings in your life. Three ways. One of the ways is to be born into a blessed family. When you are in a blessed family, blessings sort of come to you. That's why children of rich parents have the blessing of their money. It just comes naturally. So one of the ways is to just be in a line. Do you see? Be being associated. Being part of the family. Being part of the family. The second way is to be associated with a blessed person. When you get associated with a blessed person, blessings start to come to you. That's what Laban said. I've seen that the Lord has blessed me because of you. I've seen that God has blessed me because of you. So, maybe you didn't join the family. 
You're not part of the family, but you can now associate. Okay. Now, the third way, see, these two ways, they are not sometimes so easy. But the third way is you can be blessed by obedience to God. Obedience to God brings blessings. So sometimes you didn't come up in a family that has certain blessings. You don't have the chance to even associate with certain people. But what you can have a chance is to be obedient. The obedience leads to certain blessings. And that's why the first thing I gave you was that you can become, have the blessing of obedience. But it's blessed to be a peculiar trait. When somebody really likes you, look, there are a lot of things. Even you do this, you don't do this, whatever. You see, a person doesn't seem to see it. That's why people say, hey, he really likes this person. But they notice the overlaps. Lapses of the person that yeah. nothing is said about it. They notice it. They notice it. That, that, oh, he doesn't say anything. This one, when this one does, he will not say anything. I know. We did and then it became a, petro, a problem. This one, when is it? We have seen that it's a peculiar treasure. May God find you a peculiar treasure. Your mistake, your sins, or whatever. He, it's like he hasn't seen it. Please. Mercy. What a blessing. This is how you get blessed. So, actually, what I'm showing you is how you can be blessed. You can be blessed, join the family, you can't. Association, maybe, but obedience, it just induces blessings. You become a peculiar treasure. Your children and your family are blessed. Pray for it all. Because you, you can say strict rules, ballet dancing, violin lessons, whatever. Before you say that your child is smoking cocaine. Nobody brought his child in the world to be a, a, a prostitute. Everybody holds his child. Oh, you look like Uncle Jim. Oh, 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 and they'll call you little David, little Joshua, little this, little Daniel. Hey! Big, big names, oh. <laughs> and one day the child will say, I don't believe in the God you believe in. I don't want to be in the church you belong to. I don't want to do what you do. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Amen. Are you listening to me? Number three. I'm showing you the blessings of being in the lay ministry. Number three. Your days on this earth will be lengthened through obedience to the Holy Spirit. Your days. Wow. This is one of the most impossible things for human beings to do for themselves. To lengthen your days. Hey! If thou will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. I will lengthen thy days. Obedience to the Holy Spirit. Being coming a lay pastor will lengthen your life straight away. I said it will do what? I said it will do what? Lengthen your life. Automatic. Because he said, if you obey me, I will lengthen your days. So if God has called you, and God is calling you, and He's telling you, work for me, 
He will lengthen. If God tells you give, it lengthens your life. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Amen. Number four. You'll be blessed in all your undertakings in America. When you obey, or anything you try to do in America, buying a house, living here, getting a car, it will become a blessing. James 1.25, it says, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of this work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. You'll be blessed in all your deeds. All the things you do and try to do will be turned out into blessings. You'll be blessed in your deeds. If you look into the perfect law, and as I'm sharing with you about becoming a shepherd, working for God, if you look into it, you will, and you obey God, you will become what? A blessed in your deeds. What are your deeds? Your work, your school, your house, having children, Whatever. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. You'll be blessed in your relationships. When you see a a lady, a beautiful lady, and you say, I love this lady. God will help you so that you love the right kind of person. Wow. When you see a brother or a brother sees you, God will bless you so that you will not be seen by a bad brother. You will love a good brother. What do you think? Is it powerful? The next one, you will have access to the tree of life through your obedience. Revelations 22, verse 24. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they might have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. God is going to give you eternal life. The tree of life. Your life life will start bubbling. You get younger. The tree of life. Everybody say the tree of life. When you obey God, you always look younger. Wow. How many want to look younger or older? How many want to look younger? Younger, 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 younger. If you obey God, you look young. If you don't obey God, you look older. If you obey God, you'll be, you'll be 60 years old. People will be getting beloveds for you. If you obey God, all your pimples will go from your face. If you start this, haven't you seen? You see a beautiful lady, she starts messing around, whatever, then you see her, she looks older. She looks older immediately. When you start, yeah. When you start fooling around, playing around, spoiling your life. You see that, you see that young, beautiful girl. She changed, she looks so old. Small girl, 16 years old. You are pregnant. Huh? Your whole body has changed. Your breasts have turned into a, 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 this a rubber sandals. Number six, you will be blessed with good health because of your obedience 
good health. He said, if thou, I mean, everybody say, good health. Wow. Blessed are they that do his commandment. They have the tree of life. Exodus 15:26. If thou will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear, ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. If you keep my what? Commandments. Each one of these verses is speaking about the effects of keeping God's commandments. One says, you keep the commandment, you become a treasure. One says, you keep the commandment, you lengthen your days. One says, you keep the commandment, tree of life. One says, you keep the commandment, you are healthy. Wow! Obeying God is very, very important. Very, very, very important. And number seven, you will be blessed with increase. Increase. Amen. Everybody say, increase in Lord. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways and to keep His commandments and His statutes. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 16. That you may live and multiply and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering in to possess it. He says keep the commandments that you may what? Live and multiply. Live and multiply. Everybody say live and multiply. Say live and multiply. Say I'm living in America. And I'm multiplying in America. My bank accounts are multiplying. My money is multiplying. My houses are multiplying. My cars are multiplying. I'm living in America. I'm increasing in America. I'm multiplying in America. I am obeying God in America. I am obeying the word of God in America. Therefore, I am living in America. And I am multiplying in America. I'm living and multiplying. I'm living and multiplying. I'm living and multiplying. I'm living and multiplying. I am living and multiplying. In the name of Jesus, I'm living and multiplying. Amen. Said that you may live and multiply. That you may live and multiply. And that the Lord that God shall bless thee in the land. I'm blessed in the land. Say I'm blessed in the land. I'm blessed in America. I'm blessed in America. I'm blessed in America. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We are blessed in America. We shall bless thee in the land. The Lord shall bless thee in the land. You shall live and multiply in the land. These are the blessings of obedience. So me, I'm afraid of disobedience. Somebody said it's a costly to obey God. Try disobeying and see the cost of disobeying. Far higher than the cost of obeying. Amen. One day, there was a certain brother. He was in one of our churches abroad. And I used to talk about tithes. And he used to criticize me. He, not that I'm saying, he told me. He said, Pastor, use me as an example. He criticized me when I talk about giving and all that. And he was a taxi driver. And he said, on Sunday, instead of coming to church, I will take my car and go and do work. Round and round and round and round and round. To get money. And I was criticized. And I wouldn't pay my tithes. 
And he said, one day I went to work. On a Sunday. He said, if you had obeyed God and come to church, all these things wouldn't have happened. When he went to work, he parked his car somewhere. And when he was moving the car, he, he touched somebody's car. So when he realized that he had spoiled the car, do you get it? When he realized that he had spoiled the car, he took a note, a paper, and wrote his number, his name on the car. Because all these things are under cameras. So he put it there. So, what happened was that he, he mixed one of the numbers, or he left one of the numbers out. So the people couldn't get him before. So they, later they arrested him. Just a small scratch something. He said, by the time I finished, I had three cases. Number one, I have to repair my car. Number two, I have to repair the other person's car. And then number three, the police said, made it a hit and run case. Instead of a normal case, it became hit and run. He said, by the time I finished, I paid more than $16,000. That's more this is Sunday that I went to work. Sunday that I went to work, so more than sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, very expensive Sunday. It was a very expensive Sunday. <laughs> the cost of disobedience. Yeah, it was an expensive Sunday for him. By the time he finished those cases, he had his car, the person's car, and then hit and run case. He told me himself. Today he's a prosperous millionaire. He's becoming a millionaire. Recently, he brought one of his buses, brand new big buses for me to dedicate. He told me, use me as an example. What I tell him to do, I, I, I see him doing it. I said, do this. I said, come, I said, come here, sit here. He does it. I dedicate it. I know he's going to be a, a big millionaire. Yeah. I've dedicated his house. I've dedicated his, I've dedicated his bus. I sat in the bus. <laughs> I said, hey, two of them. I said, wow. It's powerful. He told me, use me. He, can you imagine someone said, please use me as an example. I said, by the time I finish that case, I've spent $16,000. <laughs> $16,000. When God is leading you, sometimes, you, maybe you'd have come to church, let's say I would have asked for an offering of $200 or $100. Think about it. Or $1,000. Think about it. But when the 16000 he paid it. If you like, say that you will not pay you see something that you have not seen before. Amen. So I believe it's a blessing. Amen. Father, thank you for the blessings of obedience. We are going to obey. We are going to do your will in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to watch a, a film. Please, if, do you want a wee-wee? No. Sure. you want a poo-poo? No. Okay. So then stay. No in and out. And then after that, we'll take an offering and then we'll have a break. Amen. Amen. Alright, please, I don't want up and down. Is there anybody outside who wants to come in? Come in now. Is there somebody outside? Now, this is our last but one crusade we had in um, Offer Nigeria. Amen. We have a short documentary, a short on that. What's happening? Amen. Alright, so let's roll.
in the name of Jesus. Number seven, the next. It means to be an agent. Amen. An agent is ready to change your normal, regular lifestyle. You are ready to, to, to take upon yourself a lower form of living. Jesus was God, but he was on the earth as an agent. Amen. You want to pray for that grace to, 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 to learn both to be full and to be hungry. Amen. To be able to abound and also to, to what? Abase. You want to pray now. Pray and ask God for that grace. For you to do well as a minister, you must be able to have been a place where there's a lot of food and where there's nothing. Where there's so much of this and there's nothing. Your ability to withstand the different environments will make a very big difference to your life as a minister. Just pray. Pray and talk to God. Pray. Pray. Is the back door closed? An agent. An agent. You are sent to a place. Because of the ministry, you have to go to school. Because of the ministry, you must do something that you normally would not have done. But the burden of the work, the burden of the call, makes you take on different forms. It is a grace that must come upon you. And you want to pray and ask the Lord to give you that grace to do well. To be an agent. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Number eight. It means to be a carrier. Amen. A carrier is full of what he or she is carrying. That, that is basically it. And as a, as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a lay missionary, you must carry what, 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 what constitutes lighthouse goods. The books, the tapes, the doctrines, the philosophy, the mindset, the spirit, the standards. Let's pray that we will be full of these things as carriers. A missionary is a carrier. You can't be a missionary and be empty. You want to pray and ask the Lord for that grace. Shall we pray? And I want to hear you pray. It's an important prayer to pray. That you be a carrier. When people carry drugs, they go to lengths to put things in their intestines. Lengths. And you are praying that you will go to any length to fill yourself with what you must carry. As a lay missionary, as a volante, you cannot be empty. You cannot be empty. You cannot be empty. Pray. Pray. You can lift up your hands and pray and ask God for that grace. 
Lift your hands and pray and ask God for that grace to be a carrier. A carrier. There must be something in you. The word of God, yes. The books. To be current. These are the things you must carry as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a leader. Someone going to convert people. Someone going to be used by the Lord to change lives. What are you going to carry? African movies? I want you to lift up your two hands and pray. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Matsundeli mandos turuma, kimino, 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 limidi kamondeli mamayan deli bamayan de. Receive the fullness, the fullness, the fullness. Jesus was full. Paul was full. You must be full. Leave no space for rubbish to enter. You must be full of every knowledge you need to be an effective volante. That you will desire knowledge. You will love knowledge. That you spent time studying, reading. You spent time studying, reading. Thank you, Jesus. That grace is coming upon you. You are going to be a carrier. You are going to be a carrier. You are going to be a carrier. A carrier. Desires are being replaced. Appetites are changing. Whatever God must do in you to give you that grace to carry. Pray. Pray. Mandala basata kaba. Kemo kemeli mamo sindelime. Rindala masundelime. Nimo sama deme kamo dolomo seme kete. Imama mama They will see you as a young boy. What they don't know is that you are like a small pen drive with a lot of information. Small girl, but with a lot of information. Knowledge. Hallelujah. You may please put your hands together and let's receive Bishop tonight. To have success as volunteer ministers. Amen. Amen. And I think, you see, before we came here, we, we saw different things as our enemy. Amen. But I think the first thing 
is to see the enemy as Satan. Hallelujah. And, and what Bishop is saying is that that allows you the opportunity to love other people that you normally wouldn't love. Because see, once you see the person as the enemy, it's very difficult to love the person. Amen. And that can actually cost you your access into heaven. Oh, yes. Jesus said we must love our enemies. Amen. And I think inherent in that instruction is, is, the, is the need for us to see that the real enemy is Satan. Amen. And you see, one, one of the things we pastors and shepherds must understand is that we are constantly interfacing with the enemy. Constantly. If you, if you rise up to be a pastor, to be a shepherd, to work for God, to do anything in the ministry, the, the enemy, are you here? Are you here? The person you are going to deal with is not even the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that Christ said, I will build my church. Amen. And the next thing after I will build my church is the gate of hell. One would have thought that I, um, I will build my church and the Holy Spirit will empower you and the Lord will give you grace and the anointing will lead you to... No, say, I will build my church and the gates of hell. So as soon as church comes in, the next thing to think about, and, and many of us don't have that way of thinking, and, and that is why you will not pray. That is why, yes, that's why you will not pray. Obviously, because your, your, your mind is not on the enemy. Your mind is not on the gates of hell. And perhaps it's also because you are not even deeply into the church things. Yeah. You are in it nominally. That, that title as a shepherd or a, as a pastor, is that something you have taken on as a social, as a, as a, as a, are there some dogs here? Something you have taken on just as, as, a, as a title to, you know, to, 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 to um, present to people. To show that you are doing something in church. Because if you are really into the church work, properly the way you must be, the first thing to think about, because that was Jesus' mind. For Jesus, building of the church sits in the same verse, and the same bowl, and the same breath, the same moment, I will build my church and the Holy Ghost will give you the grace to preach. No. I will build my church and the gates of hell. The gates of hell. And we must be constantly reminded that we are dealing with the devil. Yeah. And there are, there are many pastors who don't believe even in that, and they know the devil is there, Satan is there, but he's not really, I mean, it's not, it is too much of, uh, I mean, when you talk about the devil too much, you are, you are overemphasizing something that is not very important. Yeah. And your enemy's primary goal is to get you to underestimate him. Yeah. Your enemy's primary goal is to get you to, once you can underestimate him or even not believe in his existence, 
then, 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 then he has finished with you. Yeah. One lady was around a pastor, a main a, a pastor man of God. She was around uh, as a, you know, as a helper, whatever, secretary or whatever, for five years. For five years. On the fifth year, during the fifth year, she, she succeeded in sleeping with the pastor. Yeah. And as she was wearing her panties, when she finished and she was wearing the panties, that's what she said. She said, I've been waiting for this for five years. It's a true story. As she was wearing it. As she was doing what? Wearing it. I don't know whether, because some of the panties also came up here. Otherwise she stopped here. But as she was wearing it, she said, I've been waiting for five years. So if you ask the girl it's around, I mean, y- y- your mind is far. I mean, Satan is, is very far. Everybody around you is a, is, a, is a good person, is a loved one, has pure motives, is of God. But a, a, a real pastor shouldn't think that way. No. You must be aware that at any time he can manifest in anybody. I say in anybody. But many of us are expecting our, our, I mean, Satan to manifest through your landlord or through your, uh, your boss or through your, your, your auntie in the village or through your enemy you know clearly as an enemy. But that's not my Jesus. As for my Jesus, as he was there, he knew the devil could come to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin. He knew the devil, including Peter. He was, he was ready to see Peter as a devil. So when, when Peter manifested, hey, gotcha. But you wouldn't think that way. You wouldn't think that way. Peter, just three minutes ago, he, was, he had a revelation. Three minutes. Three minutes. Think about it. Three minutes ago, he, he had the wildest revelation upon which the church was going to be built. But that still did not deceive Jesus that Peter was the devil when he was the devil. May your eyes see Anytime Satan appears through anybody, may you have the ability to see. 